This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit provides information on how you can lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm the host, Josie Bidwell. Search for and subscribe to Southern Remedy on any podcasting app to not miss any episode. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspected Like a Girl. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. Hey, so when was the last time your home underwent a professional inspection conducted by a licensed home inspector? If your response begins with hesitation or uncertainty, then today's show is designed for you. From the most apparent issues to the tiniest imperfections, a home inspector's role isn't to critique your residence, but to ensure that your home and its various systems are functioning optimally to provide a comfortable living environment. So between calls and emails today, we're going to talk about the home inspection process with our very own Pam Pivas. You can always send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Here's a reminder, Fixit 101 re-airs Saturday mornings at 9, right before Felder Rushing and the Gasalt Gardener, which comes on at 10 on Saturday mornings. So good morning, Pam. What's been going on in your world recently? Well, you know, I love that the show today is about um, inspections. And if you're if you don't remember when your home was inspected last, because I've just been having a ball traveling all over the state of Mississippi, inspecting properties for homeowners. And that what they're doing is and it's just just an awesome idea they are wanting to be proactive with finding out if there are issues they need to deal with. And then another thing that we're working with folks on is the aging in place so that they can, you know, as you age, you may need a walk-in shower versus a step-in bathtub, or you may need grab bars. Or in the case of my new friend, Frances, up in Marigold, Mississippi, she has steps going up into her house and would like to configure a ramp or a way for her. You know, she's just thinking ahead is, you know, and she wants to stay in her home. This I'm telling you, folks, I've never been to Marigold. And all of a sudden, I've just uh, discovered this charming little place north of Cleveland, Mississippi, and spent the day with uh, Miss Francis. And we, we just went all over her house. <laughs> Found some things that she'll need to address and, and work on, and just, just a delightful lady. It was a 100-year-old property, I think a little older than that. So um, that she's, she and, and her, her late husband, Tony, uh, did an awesome job of updating this home when they moved in. And they, they, she's been there, wow, uh, over 30 years. So we, she just wanted to make sure. So that's, that's what I did. I, I did that. I've, I've been to Marigold. I went down to um, Biloxi several years ago, uh, several months ago and hung out with uh, just a delightful couple down there and their friends. Let me tell you now, if you're going to have me out, you, I don't know that you can top my friends in Biloxi because I inspected this awesome little cottage that uh, survived Katrina, hmm. if you can imagine. There was a, an enormous house. That, well, I shouldn't say enormous. It wasn't really that big. I think uh, Tommy Tommy is about 2,200 square feet. And there's this huge tree between that, the, what, what was that property and the cottage. And what happened is Katrina demolished the house in front. And then all of the debris got stuck around that oak tree and protected the cottage. Hmm. 
And so it it basically survived the storm, and they spent several years renovating and wanted to have me down to take a look at it. But I'm a, whenever I finished the inspection, they invited me to the apartment next door, and we had champagne and almond truffles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get on the good side of the home, Inspector? <laughs> You're right, though. It's going to be hard to top that. It's hard to top that food and beverage. But um, anyway, these folks are just being proactive, and I, I just think that's awesome. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. You can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So, Pam, we're talking about uh, your job as a home inspector today, uh, and we often say ASHE Certified. So, first of all, what does that mean, and, and how do you become certified by ASHI? That is the American Society of Home Inspectors, and that is just one of the trade organizations, associations. Um, there's, I'm a member of InterNACHI, which is just another one, International Association of Certified Home Inspectors. The state of Mississippi requires us to be licensed home inspectors. Uh, believe it or not, there's still, I think there's about 10 states now that don't require wow. licensure, but most do. And the state of Mississippi requires us to uh, take a course and then pass a test. And then we have to take continuing education on a regular basis. Um, I am certified, a certified inspector through InterNACHI, which means I also have to take um, you know, I'm ta- I tell you what, I'm taking <laughs> classes all the time. I love it. I really enjoy it. Um, so I'm, I'm always studying up on things. I'm actually uh, looking at some new classes uh, coming up. So, yeah, yeah. Was, when the winter, well, actually, I was going to say when the winter shows up, usually I slow down, but I, my schedule is tight right now. I'm pretty busy, and it's mostly as a result of this show and folks listening and in uh, educating people on the importance of having regular inspections of your of your home, it would be like going to the doctor on a regular basis. You you want to stay ahead of something. You want to catch it before it gets bad. And I've had the opportunity to do that. And and like I said, I've just been going. All, I mean, I've been in Oxford. I've been in Biloxi. I've been in Starville. Um, the other day, I was in Marigold and helping folks. I think what happens is that we get overwhelmed. It would be like somebody coming and trying to talk to me about heart surgery. I would just be totally overwhelmed with (laughs) what you're trying to tell me. What I try to do in the home inspection process for homeowners is say, these are the issues. This is what I'm finding when I'm I'm inspecting. And this is the order that I would do this in Um, because, for instance, and you and I were talking about this before the show. I think it is a horrible, terrible, very bad idea to have duct work in your crawl space in Mississippi. It's just, there are always going to be problems, mm-hmm. always. And if there is any way for you to try to reconfigure that and get it up in your attic, that would be optimal because when it's in the crawl space, and I'm talking about not in a slab, you know, which is a solid piece of concrete. But it, when it's in the crawl space, what happens, because our humidity and our dew point is so high here, you can almost guarantee that it's going to sweat. Well, when it sweats, and you were talking about this problem, when it sweats in the, in the summertime, because it's, you're putting cool air into a warm, moist environment, the animals who are thirsty because of the drought, think about it. Where do they get their water when there's, 
when there's a drought. <laughs> so they crawl underneath Kevin's house <laughs> and throw a party. And then they tell all their friends. And everybody comes in and they start scratching off all of the insulation. And then you'll hear, because they're licking the water off your ductwork. <laughs> and I had a situation the other day where I was crawling underneath the house and I looked over and the ductwork had fallen. And it was sitting on the ground, and all the animals had come in and licked all, I mean, and torn all the insulation off. Well, the metal ducting was now rusted. So they were doing two things at that point they were air conditioning their crawl space, Mm -hmm. and they were creating a lot of water. And there was so much water as a result of the rust in the ductwork that the piers were shifting. So now we've got um, a foundation issue. So what do you do? And my recommendation at that point is get an HVAC company over there and investigate if you can rework that ductwork. There are some other options out there. I have seen um, folks come in and put the spray foam on the ducting in the crawl space. That's a relatively new um, idea, so I'm not. I don't have any really opinions on that. It sounds good, but those are the type of things because normally. Um, you're not putting on a crawl suit and going underneath your house. And the older you get, the harder it is to do that. So what we try to do or what I try to do in, in inspecting for the homeowner is to give you some ideas about this is what I – and in, in this case, the homeowner had issues not only with the ductwork but also with the plumbing. Well, if you can reroute that ductwork to go up into your attic – and get rid of the metal ducting that's in the crawl space. Now you've given your plumber a lot easier job, because I'm going to tell you what, folks. If you have, if you have, just think about it. And to me, it makes a lot of sense, but it's not rocket science. If you've got um, obstructions to get to a repair, you're asking the repair people to do a lot to not damage the obstruction. <laughs> And so I'll go in the crawl spaces, and they feel, oh, I've got all the brand new plumbing, and I'll go down there, and all the ductwork's crushed mm-hmm. because that was the only way that they could get to the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's challenging, but what I'm trying to do is help folks, you know, figure out where where you need to go, who's the first phone call, you know, how you can get things fixed. We do have a call around the line, so off to Hattiesburg we go. Bob is on the line. Good morning, Bob. It's your turn. Go ahead. Good morning, and how are you? Uh, I know home inspections are all routinely done or should be done before you purchase a house. I'm wondering whether it's a good idea every eight or ten years to have your home inspected uh, by a certified inspector uh, just to find out if anything has developed or or, um, um, taken place with foundation work or anything else that you may not know about. Is that a good idea? Is that done? And, and what what is the cost? What, what does someone expect is the average cost of a home inspection for that reason? Bob, thanks so much for your phone call. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And um, traditionally, home inspections have been done as part of a real estate transaction. What I've discovered in the 20-plus years that I've been inspecting is that the worst phone call I would get would be, oh, we're buying a property, and it's only had one owner. (laughs) Because it's never been inspected, it's going to take me longer 
to inspect it because there's going to be issues. I recommend, I actually recommend every four to five years, depending on the age. Now, if it's a brand new house, yeah, every 10 years may not be a bad idea. But if it's an older property, a home inspection is cheaper than your deductible. If you have a catastrophe <laughs> and you don't have to move into a hotel while everything's getting <laughs> fixed. I mean, yeah. So I, I strongly recommend that. As far as pricing goes, it just depends. Um you know, just like whenever you buy a car, if you're getting a crappy little car, then it's probably not going to cost as much as a BMW or a Mercedes. So, and then there's the age on it. So I price my inspections according to, do I have to put on my monkey suit and crawl underneath there? How old is the property? I got a phone call the other day on a house that was 183 years old. Well, that was a really pricey inspection because there's going to be a lot to look at. (laughs) I was looking at a couple of days of work there. What we're doing is we're pricing our time. So if it's going to take us three hours to inspect a smaller property, it's not going to be nearly as expensive as it would be a larger home with a crawl space that's got some age on it. So the best thing you can do, just like, you know, Kevin, you're having some workers come in, you're getting a lot of bids, you can um, call and get some pricing on, you know, what it would cost for something like that. Now, is it going to be two or $300? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's going to be more than that. Um, and it just depends. Do you want a really detailed report or are you wanting just a comprehensive overview? Um, and it, it, it just, the pricing is, it could be anything from, in, in my scale, it's going to be anything from $400 up to $2,500, just depending on the house. So, um, but I, I just strongly recommend it because wouldn't you rather find a leak in your water heater before it comes through the ceiling in the den? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> You know, wouldn't you want to find out that you're going to have to, um, you know, we've talked about this before. Let's say that you've got a crawl space and old cast iron pipes. Wouldn't you want to know that you need to start saving because that's going to have to be replaced eventually versus getting a clog one day? And now all of a sudden you're having to take out a loan to fix a plumbing problem that you could have known about four or five years ago and had a savings account. And by the way, that is something that I that I do personally is that I have a money market account that's for nothing but home repair. That's all it's for. And I have, you know, here we're talking about, what's the Tuesday morning show? Um, money Talks. Money Talks. And I learned this when I started inspecting, and I live in an old house, so I have money deducted every month out of my bank account that goes into a repair fund that is drawing some interest on it. And I've got enough in there. So like my refrigerator went out. Good Lord. I'm still waiting on that refrigerator. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a great idea. And most people don't figure that into the cost of home ownership. They I agree. Their budget too thin. I do. So, I do. I okay. agree. You don't. You don't think about what it's going to cost to live in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bob. Right, thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, I thanks for that. And if you want to, if you want some pricing, you're welcome to call my office, and they can work up an estimate for you. Um, for some, sure. for me, I always have to add in if I'm going. You know, I have to add in travel time. Um, but there may be some inspectors there in in Hattiesburg that could do the very same thing for you. Right. 
Thanks very much. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. We've been talking about the home inspection process, but it looks like we got a couple of callers to get to on the line. So let's return to the phone lines. Off to Meridian we go. Here's Mary. Good morning, Mary. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question about hot water heaters that are uh, stored in the attic. Um, I have a hot water heater that's powered by the gas or powered by gas, and it's a source of anxiety for me being in the attic, you know, because, you know, it destroy your ceiling. Uh-huh, because um, it's in the attic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you, Mary. <laughs> you guys had a show a while back about hot water heaters, and someone asked about tankless, um, and I remember you talking about how putting an electric ta- uh, tankless pulls a whole lot of power. But what about a gas tankless? Is that even a thing, and is it a good idea to put it in the attic, being that it you know gets pretty hot up there? Yeah, I love, love, love gas tankless water heaters. So if there's any way, you could talk to uh, your plumbers there in Meridian and see uh, what it would take to switch it out for you. And yes, they can be put in the attic. However, when they're put in the attic, there are a couple of things you got to keep in mind. One is that the pan that goes under a tanked water heater is about three inches deep, and it's circular. It costs about $10. (laughs) (laughs) Do not put that under a tankless water heater because a tankless water heater does not have a tank, thus the name tankless, but it has pressurized water lines. And if those lines begin to leak... That little $10 pan, it might as well not even be there. So they make special, it's called a bucket pan that can go underneath that uh, tankless, and it's a bucket, and it's probably about, I've never measured it, maybe two feet, 18 inches, two feet deep, and it goes, it fits right underneath that tankless, and then the water lines are installed so that the water drips into the bucket. And then that bucket pan would terminate outside. Something you could look at as well, Mary, is maybe rerouting. If if your gas line would accommodate this, sometimes you can reroute that tankless and put it on the outside of the house. And And that's what I did in my situation. I was able to just move my water heater to the exterior, and it's a tankless hot water heater, which... I love. You can take a shower 24-7 and never run out of hot water. <laughs> so if you got teenage kids, it's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for your advice. Yeah, yeah. Check with the plumbers over there, Mary. If you can do that, I would highly recommend it. All right, Mary, we appreciate you calling in today. Let's uh, stay on the phone lines. Next, we'll go to Ross, who calls us from Carthage. Good morning, Ross. You're on the air, so go ahead. Okay, uh, my question is about the ductwork. Uh, so um, I agree that uh, the ductwork should be in the attic, but uh, if it's not, and uh, even in the attic, would you not put a, a, a duct seal, like a mastic seal, on the on the seams of the duct to keep it from leaking air, to prevent it from uh, condensating or something? Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I, it should all be put together with a mastic or a, some type of a sealant and not duct tape. Folks, duct tape, what happens with your duct tape is that the ducts sweat and the duct tape is a cloth 
tape, and it just falls right off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, it definitely needs a duct butter, you know, something to seal it up really, really good. And the problem is the older, in these older houses, when the ductwork was put in, they were not using a sealant like that. And so it will... Uh, cause it cause those when it's when it's the seams aren't sealed it it sweats. All right, Ross. I, I just had to I just had to bring that up. I appreciate your uh, your answer. Oh yeah, thanks, Ross. Thanks for bringing that point up because a lot of times that's really what the problem is is that you may have awesome insulation around your ductwork, but if it's leaking on the inside, that insulation at the seams because metal ductwork is metal. <laughs> That's why they call it metal ductwork. And you put those joints together, and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put the joints together and then put some metal screws in to hold it in place. Now, newer construction, and if Jeff was here, he'd be rolling his eyes at me because they do use the duct better, supposedly on new, supposedly on new construction. You're supposed to do that. But the older ones, they didn't do that. So you've got leaking behind the insulation. And I had my ductwork totally redone. It was in the attic, but I had it totally redone about 15 years ago. And when they were pulling it out of the attic, it basically just crumbled. Mm. <laughs> so the only thing that was shooting the air to the registers was the insulation. <laughs> so is duct tape misnamed? Yes. I don't know where it came from. I don't. They should call it duck tape <laughs> and put a, put a picture of a duck on it. But, and just what irritates the ever living out of me, I almost cussed right there, and sometimes I do, that I went to the big box stores and the duct tape was next to the metal ducting. And it just, oh, don't do that. <laughs> God, stop it. Just stop it. And I tried to talk to the store manager and he just looked at me like I was a crazy old lady. <laughs> but yes, you need to use, there's a mastic tape or a metal tape. And the difference is, is when you apply that stuff and you pull it off, there's a backing to it and if it sticks to your hand it's going to pull the skin off <laughs> so be very careful also if this is and you can do this if you want to get up in your attic this winter and pull the insulation off and you know just be very very careful but you want to um the different duck butter is almost better because you paint that on if you use the mastic tape and you put it on a dusty duct it, it it's just, you know, it's just going to let go. It's just not, you have to wipe everything down. But the duck butter, you actually, it comes in a big tub. It's usually gray. And you can use a putty knife and just putty that around the edges. It's a little messy. Also, if you want to think about redoing your duct work, do it in the wintertime. Now's the time to do it. You know, I talked to my friend Timmy with AC Remedies. And, you know, in the wintertime, they're just not doing as much. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around in the warehouse smoking cigarettes and playing cards. <laughs> so you can give them a call uh, to do that work now. All right. Uh, let's get one final call in this hour. So we go off to Fairlake we go. David has called in today. Good morning, David. It's your turn. So go ahead. I got a question about pecs, uh, pipe. Yeah, pecs. Yeah, is it ready to use underground? And, uh, and how can you convert it? Uh, to patch up from PVC to PEX? You know, I did that in my own personal home. That's a great question. I 
think it can go underground, but I would check manufacturer specifications on that. PEX PEX is a great product because it will expand and contract and not break. Now, the thing you got to keep in mind that if it's at a joint, sometimes you can have a leak at the joint whenever we have these severe temperatures. But I'm a big believer in PEX. You can also do that yourself. You just have to buy the the tool to crimp those uh, fittings together is is a bit pricey. It's over a hundred dollars. But yeah, I I love the product. I had my whole house replumbed with it uh, many many years ago. Well, when it I want to say fifteen years ago, and I love it. All right, David. Thanks for your call. Got a couple minutes left. So, uh, uh, what should the homeowner do when when you're doing your work? I mean, do you, do they ever kind of look over your shoulder or, or sometimes? What? Yeah, I had a I had a situation a couple of weeks ago. I did did a house up in Madison, and um, they I had three people following me around everywhere I went. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around, and they were all up in the attic showing me different things, and that's fine. Just keep in mind if you're doing that, then I'm not going to be able to get to everything. You know, and I don't mind doing that. Sometimes folks want me to come in and they have specific concerns and I can address those. But if I'm spending all the time just visiting with you, then I'm not able to get to everything. Sometimes folks leave and come back and then we sit down and we talk about everything. Um, And then sometimes they give me a list of things that they have concerns about ahead of time. And then I can go in prepared and I'm looking for specific things. I mainly, if I'm going in, and I call it owner um, maintenance and homeowner consultations and inspections, I will do my full horse and pony act and look at everything. But if I'm going to do that, then don't talk to me. (laughs) I'm so so old, I get distracted. Or if you need a consultation, we can do a blend of both, but just understand that, like the house that I did the other day, I wasn't able to look at all of the plumbing situation because we were trying to deal with some other issues around the air conditioning and aging in place. But I was able to give a little bit of insight on that. But, you know, it just really, it, it, it depends on the owner. You know, what do you want? How, how do you want to spend that time? Now, if you want to spend it drinking champagne and eating uh, almond truffles, I'm in. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm good for that. <laughs> and so if someone is, I mean, is this something that you could do a Google search for home inspection? Would you want to put ASHE certified on there if you were trying to find one maybe in a different part of the state? Uh, well, we're all going to be ASHE certified in that we've had to take the ASHE exam here in the state of Mississippi. So what you want to do, you can, um, I would certainly do a Google search and look at Google reviews on inspectors because we're different you know i'm known to be one of the most thorough inspectors out there and i have a passion for helping homeowners that's i just love it i absolutely love that process i like that better than real estate transaction inspections because then you're in a hurry it's very dramatic people get their feelings hurt (laughs) so you know you can look at the reviews uh, on the inspectors and choose the inspector that you think would be best for you That's going to wrap us up for today. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contribution from listeners. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Pam Pibus, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next at 10. It's Everyday Tech. We'll be back next Wednesday at 9 for another Fix It 101, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.